Praise the Lord, my Lord, the mightiest prophet of the Lord. Amen. Senior Pastor Gertrude, am I live on air now? You are live on air, please, my lords. Okay. Well, uh, we bless the Lord so much. So, um, uh, blessed people, what an awesome time in the history of the church. And like I've said again and again, this is the hour to be born again. This is the most powerful moment in the church. And also the most powerful moment uh, in the history of the earth. Because now the entire earth, all the nations of the earth, are essentially preparing in great anticipation. They are anticipating the tremendous glorious coming of the Messiah. This becomes that moment of reality, reality for the church. And that's why the Lord is reprioritizing the mission of the church, the commission of the church, the agenda of the church, that she may now anchor the agenda of the Lord upon her salvation and her work on this earth, harvest more souls, baptize people, make disciples of Jesus. And I know that uh, many churches across the earth have today watched this very wonderful uh, visitation that was uh, presented to the churches across this land and across many countries. And uh, I just want to say one or two things about it. The mission to Peru is on now. Right now, the Lord is navigating his two prophets to Peru. It's amazing because yesterday they sat, they met one another. It's just a tremendous time. It's a very shocking time in the history of the church. Uh, but uh, the mission to Peru is on. I have seen arrivals on the other side. I've seen another one arriving. As you know, they move at the speed of uh, greater than light. They come, they, they oscillate between two positions and two personalities, of course to the extent that sometimes in one phone call the two are involved by the time we begin with this one and to the other. But anyhow, the wonders of God are taking place today. You have watched them in your churches. You watched a battery of cripples. I don't know how many they were, whether they were 40 or 30, but you saw the crippled babies that have been raised now learning to stabilize, learning to walk, to be stable, joyfully enjoying walking. People like Liam, Wanjala, on whom the Lord placed kneecaps. He put kneecaps, two new kneecaps. And then I know the blind were not in that uh, particular uh, uh, visitation, I mean, that piece, that documentary you watched. This is all about the Thanksgiving that took place last week. Uh, but also you have the blind, you have this woman that was 16 years, total blind, total, 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 total obscuridad, total darkness, and uh, then the physical end of the Lord touched her eye, and the doctors had said that her lenses are totally damaged, cannot be used. Uh, that's why she was blind. She had no lenses. But you see, the Lord physically touches her. When you speak with her, she speaks in a vernacular, but when you speak with her and you translate, she said the physical hand touched her two eyes, and essentially the Lord replaced her lenses. He put new, brand new lenses, uh, in her eyes, and then these other young men in, in Homer Bay uh, who had no cornea. For him, the Lord essentially put two new cornea. So I think those were not included, but you'll have them in the next weekend, the next Sunday service. But all I'm saying is that this is a tremendous time in the history of the church. 
that now the Lord has lined up nations to prepare them for the glorious coming of the Messiah. And it's incumbent upon the people in those nations, the pastors, to really make effort to be able to welcome this revival, the revival of repentance, the revival of the return to righteousness, the return to holiness, the preparing, the deliberate and the intentional preparing of the way for the glorious coming of the Messiah, the glorious Lamb of God. But why am I coming now on this? And why did I ask that uh, Senior Gertrude plays for the two prophets of the Lord that song that says he touched me? Because it just re reminds me very much of that of 4th, of, uh, 4th of July. 4th of July, 4th of July 2003, when uh, the Lord decided to walk into the residence where I was staying that time on the other side in the United States of America in Oklahoma, when he decided to walk in, and uh, so only later I realized that the whole the whole trinity had walked in, the whole trinity, the triunity of God, and then the cloud that was at the door, and then eventually, you know, they gently placed, he placed his hand, and I describe all that in many places, he placed the hand on the wall and the glory that covered the hand, and the, and the nail pierce I could see. The left hand, because the palm was facing inside, inside the wall, was facing towards the wall. So I knew it was his left hand. And then after he requested, and then I allowed him to come in. Then he came and he touched, he touched me. He took the left hand and he touched the left side of my chest. After he did so, and then at that moment, the Lord lifted me up. He lifted me up from that master, the master bedroom. He lifted me up totally. I don't know how he, I got there. But he lifted me up to another room altogether. And I do not know until now how long it took. How long I took on the other side. But all I remember is getting up from that side, walking down the hallway, and wondering how, you know, how long this has been. And walking back to the master and falling asleep again, he slayed me. Then I saw now God the Father himself now writes his own hand. And the finger writes Isaiah chapter 43, verse 11 and verse 1, in that order. And then he takes the plexiplastic, which looks more transparent, and then white writing, and then he puts one on the other side, one this one, and then he seals them, protecting his word. And that is the moment I realized that uh, it was, uh, he, he was more than one here. It was a big entourage, a big visitation. But the key thing here is I'm saying, and then after that, of course, God the Father laid the rod of Moses, he took the rod of Moses and he laid it on the bed. Then he put it on the bed. And then at that time, I now saw myself in Israel. And I saw myself at the place where John the Baptist first began the baptism. He did not begin the baptism at the Jordan River. He began the baptism at a place. And that water was preserved for more than 2,000 years. The way I first began. And then he said, they will now, since you have come here, he will now open it up for archaeologists and they will discover the site. And then again, so, so he placed the rod of Moses on the bed. And then after that, I saw myself going out and preaching to many nations, preparing the nations all across the earth and sweating and going everywhere. So um, why do I bring this now? Because he touched me. I remember he touched me when he walked in with his left nail pierced hand that he had put by the wall. He stood in the hallway and he put the hand on the wall on the inside, the palm, the palm of his left hand was covering, was covered towards the wall. That's why I knew it was the left hand. And then he asked, 
after that, when I allowed him to come in, he touched my the left side of my chest. So he touched me. And ever since, ever since he touched me then, things have been quite big. So the joy that has been gelling out of my heart. And that then moved from that to the 2nd of April 2004, when then I stand before the throne of God, and the throne is covered by the pure white glory, total glory. And he made me know that the Lord God Almighty himself was seated on the throne, and the Lamb was seated on his throne. And then there is this conversation with John the Baptist who appears from the throne. John the Baptist essentially walks from the throne, appears, talks with me and disappears in me. And then he disappears in me. But the conversation he had with me was that the glorious Lamb of God is coming. And then after a while, of course, the events in Israel, you know, but then after showing me that, taking me to Israel, but after a while, back to the throne room, the throne of God, in front of the throne, mountain of glory covered the throne. Then now the purest Lamb of God came to me. And everything became more glorious as the Lamb was coming towards me. And the Lamb then came to my feet. Came to me at my feet at that time. Then he touched me again. He touched me. And then now, again, come, come recently on the 17th of October, this year, a few days ago, about three days ago from here, then the Ark of the Covenant appears in this master bedroom here. And then I see the Lamb seated on the Ark, the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant, which shocked me very much. And then uh, after that, you know, the whole story, the narrative I gave. But I want to emphasize on this part. At one point after he slept, then he woke up, and when he stood up, then he took now, he took his right hand and he touched me. Again, he touched my chest again. So ever since then, it has been tremendous. He's been touching people. And that's why you see that what you watch today he has touched people. People like uh, Catherine Muroni, he touched them. They were in the most deplorable condition ever. Blind, crippled, deaf, epileptic. She fell on fire until the fire burnt her head until the fire extinguished. For four days, you can imagine. Burnt the head until the fire extinguished itself. She went through a seizure and then she collapsed on the head and fortunately fell on the fire. And she, it burnt for four days. And t- totally crippled, totally blind, totally deaf. So you can imagine how he's been touching people. He is still touching people, beloved people. And you see now, baby Leo and Yella, he touched, he touched her leg. He put new, new kneecaps. He touched her. So ever since then, he's touching people. And right now, we are headed to Lima, Peru. He's going to touch people down there, beloved people. These are the days when the Lord is touching people. So make sure that you too, your nation, your church, your person, make sure that the Lord touches you. He's visiting people in a tremendous manner. We are now headed to Lima, Peru. I've seen a cripple get up, which means he's going to raise many cripples there, blind, the deaf, the mute. Things are going to happen in many nations. He touched me. And for me, ever since he touched me, I have never been the same again. The Lamb of God the glorious Lamb of God. Even just a few days ago, 17th of October, I think three days ago, again when he came here, then at the end of it, he got up and he touched me. So surely, surely the Lord is touching the church at this hour. He's touching the nation. He's touching the believer. He's touching the Christian. He's touching those who are following him, the followers. He's touching people. He's touching the elect of God. He's preparing people for the glorious kingdom of God. 
So when you look at what you watch there in your churches, the bigger message is that, wow, God is now touching people at this hour. He's making many cripples get up. You watched a few cripples walking. There are many blind also. HIV was 25. Out of 52, they brought 25 here in the web. When you go to info or you go to repent and preparetheway.org, you see those pictures when you see now the two prophets are walking. They're walking with the HIV healed. They're walking with the cripples. They're walking. He's touching people en masse. So make sure at this time you too, you really prepare yourself for the visitation of your life. Your hour of visitation. When you see those many cripples you watch in churches walking, different conditions, you know, we did not celebrate them all. Many little babies like uh, Chanel, the one that was totally crippled left and side, now walking, making fast steps beautifully. These are the wonderful girl, I don't know, seven or nine or eleven year old from uh, Narok in the Maasai, like deep in the villages, the clothes taken while he touched her. So he's touching people. And so that's why I want to encourage you, as you are watching those clips, as you are watching those visitations, remember he's touching people. In other words, he's visiting people. He's visiting the church. He's visiting nations. So prepare yourself. Make sure you endeavor. You, you, you fight for this. It's worth fighting for. This is a beautiful thing that is worth fighting for. You fight for this that the Lord may visit you. Tell him, Lord, don't leave me out. When you are visiting your people, don't leave me out. Touch me too. So may the Lord bless you, beloved people. And uh, God would play for me those three songs again. He touched me. I was just remembering that this is an awesome time. Just three days ago, he came and he touched me again. The King of kings and the Lord of lords, the glorious Lamb, the Messiah. May the Lord bless you. The Messiah is coming, beloved people. Let us prepare. Good shalom.